Hello, I'm Beth Cornell. And I'm Sarah Cornell. Welcome to our podcast. We're gonna <coughs> we're gonna be broadcasting once a week and we hope you tune in every week. This yep. week's topic is climate change. Dramatic pause for no reason. <laughs> it's it could be helpful to know that some of our opinions overlap and others don't. Um, she specifically chose this one because our opinions differ and uh, I have a very different opinion about climate change and uh, she, she does as well. I want everyone to know that we have the same overarching opinion that it is absolutely a thing that is affecting our planet and we should absolutely care about it, but how we care about it, I think, differs quite a bit. And it'll be up to you, the viewer, to decide if it's a generational thing or if it's a informational thing or what your opinions would be. But we always love to hear some feedback and absolutely give us a thumbs up. There's also Patreon connected to this account that will help support this account. That's right. As well as um, at the end, we're going to give a little plug to a product that we believe in and we believe would help the planet. So without further ado, let's talk about climate change. You first. Um, I, I feel that it is something that's been ongoing since the time that I first remember hearing about it was in the 80s. I want to say, and I was in high school, I can't recall before that, that weather or climate being a big issue, but it started to get talked about that the climate was changing and it was being called global warming for a long period of time. And I feel like up until recently, actually. Yeah. Like it's within my lifetime, my lifetime, not hers, that it's, that it's changed from yeah. global warming to climate change. And, and the, you know, the thought that it could uh, change the way people live on the planet, causing migrations and causing cities to go underwater and things like that, um, all evoke these really horrible images in our minds. And we've already seen some of the devastation that has happened because our climate has changed. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I don't think anybody is in disagreement with that. However, I think some people deny the fact that they could help themselves stay on the planet by changing their habits. So that's where Sarah and I agree, is that we both feel that people could keep themselves on the planet by changing their habits. Yeah, like, I mean, everybody should generally recycle, and recycling should absolutely be something that is provided as an option. Um, I think having it be, like, a requirement to recycle is kind of uh, where we kind of differ a little bit, um, just specifically because I am of the belief that while we absolutely, as humans, are, you know, putting an imprint and we're changing the climate. I think that the corporations that create certain products um, 
leave a more like an enormous footprint bigger than any single one individual who's just recycling like the occasional water bottle or you know plastic bag from the grocery store you know it could you imagine if like coca-cola for instance like recycled every single last one of their um of their bottles their plastic bottles and i know they make glass bottles as well and those are also recyclable and reusable but again there's a lot of just plastic that ends up in landfills and in the ocean <laughs> yeah there's a lot of plastic that we can't do anything about and just as in as individuals you know there's really and it's it's almost impossible to to clean that up and, and many people have tried i know that there's like that stretch of ocean that's just garbage that's just trash that floated out there because of you know pollution and littering and all that shit and it's you know a lot of people have taken it upon themselves to like go out there in like a little dinghy and scoop it up with you know nets and stuff and they they have donation pages and stuff and that's absolutely a good thing but you know wouldn't it be even better if you know a, a verse you know like a small like little business doing it versus like maybe a huge corporation chipping in and being like we'll go help like i feel like that would have more of an impact towards kind of reversing the effects of climate change and pollution and all that versus so a kind of a top-down approach to it yeah versus like you know susan and her you know recycling her two water bottles you know <laughs> yeah but susan times a million people is a lot yeah, of susan that's a lot of water Susans. bottles yeah. the, the other problem comes and this is true from where we live uh while we would like to recycle, our our city has taken away our ability to recycle. Yes. Um, so basically, they we have you know garbage cans that you throw your regular garbage in, but they for a while had these blue uh, bins that you could recycle into, and we had to give them up. We had yeah. to return them to the city because. Well, we we actually are encouraged to continue to recycle and send them our recycling. However, and, and I've heard they haven't laid off the recycling plant workers or closed the plant. They're still um, recycling. However, they're leaving it somewhere or burying it. A landfill, probably. <laughs> because they don't have a buyer for it. And this all became apparent through that uh, trade war that we're having with China because mm -hmm. China was buying and it's not just our smallish city it's also larger cities like Mesa and Phoenix that are having trouble finding somebody to buy their recycling yeah because so so they so because we've always been able to export our BS and now we can't it's kind of bringing it home uh, in a way that we haven't had to deal with it before but, you know, when you were talking about corporations, um, it, to me, that just goes back to how we live in our lifestyle. Yeah. Because they're telling us that we need to be fast, we need to consume and throw things away. Mm -hmm. And we need to consume, consume, consume so that they can reap ever more profits. And, you know, the whole business model that they have is that we buy we throw things away mm -hmm. we buy more we throw things away and our lifestyles are so fast now that everything is cheap 
dirt cheap. Yeah, so cost becomes a problem. And if everybody used glass plates and silverware and versus like plastic. drank out of cups that were made out of ceramic, yeah, or metal even, or wood, um, yeah, they would lose all of their money <laughs> that they make off of all of this. And so that's why corporations, I believe, do are against helping this problem out. And there's kind of a thing that I don't understand because I'm not a billionaire. And, and that's the mentality that would destroy the planet or destroy its habitableness I don't think to humans. They, I don't think that they, they think that way. I just don't think, I don't think anybody thinks that they're, they're direct actions. Like when you drive your car to work every day, you don't think this, this small jaunt out to the, out to the shops and back is killing the earth. Like, I mean, you might think that at the end of the day, but while you're doing it, you're not thinking about it. You're thinking, oh hell, did I forget my wallet? You know, oh, I forgot the, you know, I forgot the list. You know, you're, you're thinking about other things. And I feel like as a billionaire, you probably aren't thinking about the planet while you be a billionaire. <laughs> You're too busy being a billionaire and running a company and, I don't know, in Jeff Bezos' case, making huge fucking rockets <laughs> because space. But, like, yeah. you you know, your brain just doesn't automatically think that way. And when you, I feel like when you're a billionaire, it's more along the lines of, what can I, you know, do with this enormous money pile that I have now? You know, and I don't think their minds even go to that place where it's like, I'm hurting the planet. And, and this could be a way that an individual could contribute is to have a lifestyle change mm -hmm. and to not buy their products, and to kind of vote with the wallet. And that's not a popular opinion nowadays. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do as well. It is hard to do because you're trying to fit into a society that's dictating to you that you need to yeah. and fast and consume. And if you're, if you're, you know, if you're like, you know what, I don't really need things very quickly. You know, I'm, I'm willing to wait. You know, that That's fine. You're, you're paying with time at that point. But sometimes yeah. the things that you're getting are expensive. They're very expensive. And this is a generational thing where... My mother is... Well, I, I've had is, different experiences, too, not just generational. I yeah. believe it's cultural. I lived in Germany. Yeah, you've, you've lived... Very different lifestyle. Yeah, you've lived in way more places than I have in my lifetime, <laughs> have been more places as well. But I think that, you know, she's more financially sound than I am. And personally, uh, I'm going to go for the fast, cheap option because I need it now and I do not have a lot of money. And yeah. while that kills me inside, um, I don't really have another option. And I do my best to try and, like, reverse those effects on both, like, you know, I, I do my best to recycle and I do my best to, you know, not go for those quick, fast options. But, I mean, when you don't have a lot of money and that's the easiest option, that's what you're going to go for. True. So... <laughs> Plus, that's also fitting in. That's also, you know, you ha there's kind of been this um, cultural contract or social contract where everybody else is doing it, so you do it. And it's hard to go against that in, in a big way. And it's hard to be that person who's at the party noticing the water bottles putting out, you know, 
somebody sat out a bunch of water <laughs> bottles and you don't want to be the one there with the hydro flask saying, can I fill this in your sink? Can I get some tap water? <laughs> or do you have a Brita? You, you would, yeah, yeah, a Brita. A Brita would be good. You or know, you don't, you don't want to stick out like that. Um, I mean, well, I mean, maybe you do, you know. But well, you could then you turn into an advocate. You don't yeah. want to be that all the time. No, of course that's not. Tiring. Yeah, but but if that's your mission, hey, so yeah. be it. Ultimately, I think we don't know. Back to the overarching problem of climate change, I don't think we know enough about how the planet works. See, I think you're wrong there. I, I agree that. Well, we... let me finish. <laughs> Shut up and listen. <laughs> I, I think we barely have scratched the surface about climate, let alone uh, meteorology. And I think we have created things on the earth that interfere with weather, the low-level weather, the mid-level weather, and even the space weather. And we do have space weather. We have, you know, streams that come in from the sun and with things we don't even know about that affect us as humans and our planet. Our planet has an energy field that can be messed with. It's a magnetic field. It can be messed with from space and it can be messed with from on the ground. So when we talk about climate change being man-made, it could be being man-made from not from pollution so much, but from these other sources. Well, regardless, it's still affecting. Regardless. It, were, it could just be a cycle of the sun or a cycle of our planet, and we have no control over that. Yeah. However, in the end, the planet will, will continue to go on unless it's microbursted by the sun out of existence. <laughs> yeah, supernova into window. What's yeah. bad about the climate change situation is that we won't be able to live here. It, there will be very few areas on the planet that will be habitable. If right. there are any, which <laughs> if there it. are any, and a lot of people blame the population being so high, and all of these factors, which contribute to our own uncomfortableness, but not necessarily Earth's uncomfortableness, in my opinion. So I'm gonna let Sarah say her opinion I, before her head explodes. <laughs> I just, I don't think I think that we might not know everything about the Earth. That we could possibly know like there's no way that that would happen like i mean even if you were to give us another billion years on this planet i know the earth is constantly changing yeah it's constantly changing exactly and even if you were to monitor those changes i doubt there would be a pattern that you would be able to distinguish within a million years um but the considering that you know we can look back into the past and we have not seen a pattern other than evolutionary changes and even then, well, we, evolution, it's we gonna change. Been, we haven't been here recording things long enough. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the the other thing is that like I feel like while we don't know all all of that, but we don't know enough, we I feel like we're at a place where we know what we need to know, and that's we're in some serious trouble because, you know, how how long did summer last here? this year how long a long time too long like yeah. way too long it was in the 90s in october that has never happened and like you know it, it these really big you know just um storms the really big like typhoons and stuff you know they're huge and 
they're coming with increasing frequency and that's not a good thing <laughs> for anybody, you know, like for the, for the earth and for the people who you know, live in those areas who've been devastated by flooding and everything else. And I feel like the people who have the ability to do something important, you know, have the ability to actually make like a big legitimate change won't. They just won't. <laughs> not because they don't care. It's just, they're not, they're not paying attention to it. They're, they're not aware that, that they're part of it. And I don't think that even if you were to bring it to their attention, that they would be like, oh yeah, no, I'm totally going to own up to that. No, of course not. <laughs> they're not going to own up to it. They're going to be like, no, we want you. We want you to recycle. We want you to do that for us. Yeah, I agree with you. But I, I don't agree that we know enough to to say with conclusion that we're the problem. Humans mm. have contributed to the problem. I will agree to a certain extent that what we do contributes to the overall atmosphere. This is where we differ. <laughs> yeah. We are absolutely However, I do I do think we could change our habits. And the corporations, we can change the corporations by changing our habits and not patronizing them but like you said it's hard when you're trying to live a lifestyle that's in in congruence with a culture that just consumes and wastes and throws things away like i feel proud of myself because i i have a wooden cup like you know (laughs) like (laughs) that someone very lovingly in hand you know it's it's handcrafted it's very beautiful well at one but time everybody had a wooden, wooden cup yeah everybody had a, a wooden cup wooden it wasn't cutlery. long ago um we drank water out of a dipper and everybody used the same dipper in in my in, when we I, pumped water up out of the ground <laughs> in, a pump. in my day we drank it from the hose <laughs> like yeah. a normal human being <laughs> now though like i don't i mean where we live now i don't think i would yeah. I wouldn't go outside right now and drink that water. We haven't drank the water ever in our adult lifetime, me and Tim. I think probably when I was really little, when we first moved here, I probably drank the water here. But It was boiled. Yeah. When you were a baby. It's always been then, because... <laughs> if, if we used it at all. Yeah. yeah. We're not very trustworthy folks, are we? <laughs> Well, when you live in military housing, you know you're getting poisoned in some way. Yeah, my teeth are attested. They are the, the one, some of the, okay, they're not a corporation, they're the government. And they're some of the biggest polluters out there. Yeah. And cover it up. And don't own up to it. Yeah. I mean, And are willing to let children be sick. Radi- just like in Flint. Radi- just the same. Yeah, radioactive, um, like with radioactive materials. I mean, like with... um. With, with the energy sources that we have right now with um, nuclear, you know, power plants and stuff like that. I mean, we're not getting rid of that waste the way that we should. We're storing it underground, you know, and that's that's polluting the ground and the areas uh, that are surrounding it. I mean, like, I always feel like I call back to Chernobyl being, you know, this enormous disaster. It be, and it absolutely is and was and... Well, I think I'm just terrified that like, while we're not going to have like a Chernobyl meltdown explosion thing, it's more some asshole's going to knock over a barrel filled with, you know, it's going to be like a domino effect. And that's going to be the end of like, 
Oh, swath of land. Yeah, exactly. In the 80s, when when climate was first brought up, that to my recollection, you got to realize I was in high school at the time, (laughs) it was about global warming and it was about how it was going to affect the polar bears and animals. It's happening. And And it was like further down the road a lot later. It would affect humans, but we could see it affecting the animals. And they were talking about the glaciers melting and, you know, the polar areas warming and things like that. And not so much about the weather changing or the climate warming. You know, they weren't talking about the things that they're talking about now. And they're talking about it being very much sooner, like 10 years from now, like 2030, to where we're going to lose cities that are along coast, like Miami is one of the ones they're talking about. I mean, like Venice. Venice, Venice yes. is already underwater at Venice this point. Venice has had record flooding. Yeah. yeah. Houston, Texas, enough said. Like, I mean, they had that enormous flood. Yeah. Just because, and it was because their flood maps weren't updated. They haven't been updated in years. And yeah. since Houston's, and the city expanded so much, it had gotten rid of all of the like regular dirt and land that had been there and it had yeah. all been paved over. And that's why like they had such terrible flooding was because pavement doesn't absorb water. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and what it means for us here is we're going to get so hot that it's going to be unlivable without air conditioning. It already, it already practically is. is. Yeah. Cause think... we're in a one twenties for like a week or two straight. Mm-hmm. It takes a toll on you whether you have air conditioning or not. Yeah, I mean, like, if, you if, can't avoid going out in it a little bit. Yeah, if you have to go outside, you are feeling the effects of 120 degree weather. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's to the point where, you know, I have a, a friend of mine bakes cookies in her car because it gets so hot. And she is like, I don't ever have to buy air fresheners because my car always smells like cookies <laughs> in the summertime because I cook cookies in my car. Yeah. And, it's and and that's another thing driving around in your car when it's 120 yeah, degrees you're getting the uv you're, you're get, getting microwave you're getting cooked yeah. you are literally being cooked and so that kind of um it kind of really restricts your lifestyle yeah in the summer here and that's only going to get worse i feel like this summer was bad this summer was really it was bad really yeah. rough i mean like i just i couldn't like, i didn't leave the house <laughs> <laughs> I didn't leave. I was just, I thought to myself, oh man, if I, I believe the house. <laughs> okay, so we're going to conclude this with a little plug. I'm going to let Sarah talk about Hydroflask a little bit. Um, we had, we're going to have a link somewhere, either in the description or the page, to uh, our affiliation through Amazon. If you click on it, we get a little change back. That, I won't lie, that's what keeps this thing going. Yep, that's We use it to support the uh, podcast as well as the channel. We usually use it for um, new microphones, better equipment, uh, just things like that. Things to make this a little bit more smooth. Um, so the Hydroflask, uh, if you are, if you're worried about uh, the, the planet in general, you can go ahead and buy one of these and it's reusable. That's the good thing about it. You don't have to like throw it away like you would a regular water bottle. 
Um, it also, if you are, you know, uh, inclined to not use straws, this is, uh, it comes with its own straw that's like in the lid, in the cap. So you can actually. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually you can kind of. We have an image up on the up on our screen here. She's she's actually never seen a hydroflex before. Yeah. She was like, I know people use it. What is it? I'm like it's this. Um, so it keeps uh, your cold beverages cold for 24 hours and your hot beverages hot for 12 hours. So you can basically use this thing all day and all night. Uh, you know, in the morning for your coffee. It's going to keep it nice and warm. Wow. And then in the evening, it's going to keep your water, what That's have you, amazing. nice and cold. Yeah, I had no idea that it kept things hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, like I said, tea and coffee is like the, the one thing that definitely goes in there. Yeah, I drink out of ceramic, mostly on my travel cups and things like that, or ceramic. If anybody's hearing this and they've been in one of my classes or something, I always have a a big old travel cup of tea with me. <laughs> People yeah. probably wonder what's in that tea sometimes. <laughs> Some of the things I say. But, yeah. Yeah, the, they have, they come in several different colors, but I think the most popular one that people buy, the one that I definitely have, is uh, white because I am a very, very big fan of stickers and uh, um, being able to put uh, other creators' stickers on my my drinkware so I can kind of like advertise while I'm sitting yeah doing work somewhere else people come up and they're like that's a cute sticker I'm like thanks so-and-so made it for me (laughs) and mine would have an Andrew Yang sticker because Yang Gang 2020 (laughs) so we're gonna wrap this up and thank you for listening I hope it made you think about some things maybe give you some ideas to research I will include a few more links in the bottom about some of the things that I'm interested in with climate change that I think are a little outside the box. And Way maybe, outside the box. And maybe Sarah has some links to add to it that she can give me. I, put in there I too. can go ahead and uh, give you the links for um, the donation center for the people who are going out into the oceans and collecting the garbage. Okay. They definitely have a donate link. I would definitely go ahead and try and find that and okay. give it to you guys. Oh, that's good. I think that's really important. I'm a big fan of the ocean, so... (laughs) Me too. I feel like we need to explore more of our ocean than we do anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah, and that's another area that we don't know a lot about. As much as I love space, I love space. I'm so excited that, you know, like, we're exploring space and and doing things like that again. But, boy, what is in the ocean? (laughs) Yeah, we need to take care of what we have before we find new things to dump our trash onto. (laughs) Maybe. Or just, you know, change our habits a bit, you know, kind of just have respect for ourselves and our planet. (laughs) Until next week. I love you, Sarah. I'm aware. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.